Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast, where we just finished up the NFL draft a few days ago last weekend. Um, some people get really excited about it. Some people don't, I guess, but it seems like it's a growing thing. Um, seems like every year there's just a bigger group of fans there, and you see those fans up front, and I feel like that sounds like a terrible time to me to sit there and stand there and get excited about every pick. Yeah, I don't know if I would get excited about every pick, but let's be honest with you. The NFL is just a 12-month sport. So, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I love college football and would rather watch college football than anything else, so it's neat to see the names go off the board. Some names you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him, or, oh, wow, he's going in the sixth round but was kind of the star of college football. So I guess maybe because I don't have a diehard NFL team, it's not like I can't see myself standing there, but... Um, I guess for the experience to have some beers and just, I guess, act stupid, probably be a good time for sure. And I think, again, people just are craving for the NFL. We haven't really had a game, obviously, since February, but people are just clamoring for it. But there's been so much NFL action this year that, obviously, the draft just continued to add to it, and it's almost been like a quiet, well, it hasn't even been quiet because we got a suspension yesterday. And I don't know, the NFL is just a 12-month sport, and... Um, it's exciting. I think they announced some games today, even. They're going to be played overseas. They announced... Oh, yeah, so NFL goes abroad. Yeah, the Amazon game. They're going to play some more games in Germany. Um, I don't know why, you know, I know they want to make it a global game, but maybe they should take it to some areas that don't have NFL teams and add some excitement to places, too, here in this country. I feel like we spend more money and do more things for places outside of the United States as opposed to doing them here. I mean, I don't know. This seems kind of funny that um, why not take NFL games to some college stadiums or something and give different cities a chance to see some games as opposed to taking them somewhere where they really only care about their football. So it just seems kind of odd that they spend so much money. Mark, I get it. It's a marketing thing. Just want to glow, grow the game, I guess. Look at the NBA grew the game for a while, and um, so I get it. But anyway, so the NFL just is nonstop. So definitely the draft was exciting. Um, the big news, I guess, was the fact that the quarterbacks went so late, and to be honest with you, I don't see any of those quarterbacks becoming anything probably in the NFL. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, it wasn't really a strong draft class for quarterbacks or apparently running backs, uh, but... I mean, I don't know if I rule out every one of them yet, but I mean, I think there's some talent there. I don't know if they're going to be like, I guess it depends on what your idea of anything is going to be. like. Well, I guess I'm saying I don't see a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen in the group. Well, I mean, that's a pretty high standard right there. Or but Even, I mean, you know, we got a Joe Burrow or somebody. I mean. Okay, it's still. I guess, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I, I just think they're going to be very at run-of-the-mill Baker Mayfield average quarterbacks. I mean. I don't know, maybe Malik down in Atlanta. I think that's where he went right to the Falcons. Um, oh, no, he went to the Titans. Yeah, I was saying, because um, I thought... Uh, so maybe he can grow the future there. Um, I don't know. With Tannehill, I don't know how much... Yeah, Ryan Tannehill said he's not going to be a mentor to him. It's not his job. Yeah, so I don't know. I It just was really interesting, because let's be honest. Every year, the NFL draft centers around building your franchise quarterback. And to me, none of these were standout franchise quarterbacks. Now, next year at this time when we're talking, we're going to have some franchise quarterbacks. Um, but right now, not so much. And, of course, that's it. I mean, we're, we're enamored with the quarterback. They're the most popular player in the NFL. So it was definitely interesting 
as we were watching it, how long it took. I guess the Steelers finally got their pick quarterback. Obviously, they got a quarterback mess with, with what happened to Haskins and um, not really knowing where they're going. So I guess that's the closest thing to a franchise quarterback, they feel. Um, so it was, I guess, exciting that a pick guy got to go to stay in Pittsburgh, I guess. So, mm-hmm. But Damn. other than that, I mean, quarterback situation is just not really going to change much. But I do think the NFL draft did, though, and not only the NFL draft, but the offseason has given some of the more what I would consider average quarterbacks in the NFL more talent to play with. So, you know, well, you might not have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes on your team. You know, there's some other quarterbacks in Philadelphia and Miami um, that now got more talent and got some more stars and playmakers around them. Um, and that maybe, maybe they're going it, to, it's going to be interesting to see. What's more important, having the star quarterback or having the playmakers maybe on the outside? I mean, again, look at Green Bay. They did finally get a wide receiver from North Dakota State, but is that really going to replace what they lost? I love watching the Twitter and the memes, with, um, <laughs> especially on the first night of the draft where they were showing Aaron Rodgers throwing the football, and they're like, this is his receivers, and he's running, throwing the ball up in the air and running and catching it himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. but um, So it's it was... Obviously exciting just because it was fun to see the NFL when you start thinking, wow, this player is going to make a difference. Um, so that's, that's those were my initial thoughts of, of the draft. Yeah. Um, the draft uh, seems like it takes forever. Um, I guess rightfully so. It takes over a span of three days. But I feel like they're pretty slow and deliberate with their picks. I mean, the first round took, what, it was 32 picks, and it's – Two and a half hours. Well, I think it was longer than that. Three hours. I mean, still, that's that's a long time for it. But uh, it was interesting seeing that the uh, I can't think of his name now. The Vikings guy. I remember that was up there talking for five minutes, yeah. and they were like, "Yo, you gotta make the pick. You gotta make the pick." So um, maybe he's somebody that should never he do that the again. Star of the show, though. Um, yeah, he, he was up there for five minutes talking about his his days fifty years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really thought like. Any team did like absolutely amazing. I mean, compared to other teams, maybe. But I mean, we'll we'll get into talking about yeah. Each well, team's let's talk about a couple of teams. Team. We'll go down the list a little bit. Obviously, you can go online and you can find everybody's thoughts and picks, and we'll we'll kind of just go, I guess, in alphabetical order here. And we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals had their issues, obviously, with their quarterback. They just got their wide receiver suspended. Um, they went out and picked up Hollywood Brown from the Ravens, but for a situation where Kyler Murray was already kind of on edge and you didn't quite know what's going on there. I don't know if Arizona, it kind of seems like a lost team. I think a a team that I think everyone thought maybe Kyler Murray was going to finally make that big jump, wanted all this money. And, um, I think if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, you're probably just kind of like, what in the world's going to happen to us? Yeah, I mean, not really anything great to be talking about because also with Hopkins being suspended, doesn't help no, them I mean, anymore. Six games. In a really weird spot. Almost half the season suspended, so. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we just thought we'd bring in the Arizona Cardinals mainly because they just got their, you know, the suspension and kind of interesting. The Ravens, everybody was enamored with their draft. Um, they definitely got some good players, some good defensive players. Um, basically if you look on any, 
um, grading system. Everybody was giving them A's and A pluses. The Ravens do that. They seem to just make smart moves. They get good talent, especially on defense. Again, the question always is going to go back to, did the Ravens, do the Ravens have enough offensive talent to support Lamar Jackson and make that deep run finally? And we all know what Lamar Jackson can do, but do they got the offense? Do they, especially in a, in a, just a unbelievable AFC, where do the Ravens really fit in? So they didn't necessarily go for offense in this draft. They, they basically went for defense. I mean, obviously, you know, Mike McDonald is going to have one hell of a defense, I think, for the Ravens. I think they're going to be getting after the ball for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, I guess the old adage is defense win championships, or is that one of those offenses going to get them? Yeah, I mean, I think defense makes every game interesting, but I think offense in the end, especially nowadays with the games where every game is called, it's offense that makes the real difference. Um, I mean, if you don't have any offense, it's hard to win games. I mean, if you don't have a defense, you can still win games. Look at a lot of college football teams, a lot of NFL teams, you know, more college football teams um, that don't really have great defenses, yet they seem to be one of the, you know, up there in the top ten every single year. Um so, I mean, I think of a team kind of like Oklahoma, who I would say over the last 10 years has definitely not been winning because of their defense. I mean, not, yeah, not winning because of their defense. Obviously now with um, their new head coach, they'll be probably a little bit better on defense than they were beforehand. But <clears throat> I think every sport, uh, I feel you could say that about, because every sport is it's called to the, the offensive advantage as opposed to defense, so... Fans go there to see offense. They don't go there to see them make form tackles and, and form, you know, uh, what about those defensive stops. Statistics. So talking about the Big 12, and uh, what was the statistic I saw? They didn't have a pick in the first round or first two rounds out of the Big 12. I think Texas, how many draft picks? Oh, Texas had zero. 362 picks or something? Yeah, they didn't Texas have any. Texas had zero. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is going on in the Big 12? I mean, seriously. I think it was 265 picks. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, just since you mentioned Oklahoma, I thought I'd bring up the Big 12 there. The Buffalo Bills, obviously the AFC favorite probably right now. Um, they got a cover corner, obviously, it seems like. Um, but, uh, again, when you read through some of the stuff, they don't have necessarily a bunch of holes. It's just, is this finally the year Josh Allen and the Bills get over the hump? I mean... We know they can compete with anybody. They didn't really need much. Are they just going to click? Are they going to run the ball enough to not put all the pressure on Josh Allen and have him scrambling around everywhere? But So the Bills didn't necessarily get great, probably the best of all the teams, but it's kind of hard. It's it's like you know getting a 99 on a test at school. There's not really much more you can do but go downhill, or as we say, birdie in the first hole. Nowhere to go but <laughs> hold steady or maybe go down. So. It'll be interesting that the Bills can kind of just keep the momentum that they've been building. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> I keep going. The Bengals, for example, um, they did get Daxton Hill, somebody I think you're familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, let's be honest with you. All Cincinnati's been trying to do is beef up that offensive line in the offseason, pick up some defensive players. They don't need any more offense. question is if Joe Burrow gets a chance to throw the ball, they're going to pick people apart. And that'll be a great matchup to see how that offense goes against that Raven defense. But, I mean, the Bengals got to be the favorite in the AFC North. I mean, no matter what goes on, um, they just seem to be the the good well, team. Well, it just depends. I mean, with the Browns and Deshaun Watson, I mean, what's going to happen there? I don't know. 
Yeah, and the Browns obviously didn't have many picks because they traded everything in their life away for Deshaun Watson. So they're going to have to stay with the status quo. They're going to have to keep who they have. And um, it's going to be interesting. I think the Battle of Ohio is probably going to determine that division. Um, it's going to be fun to see exactly how that works. There's a team in Dallas that we don't talk about, but they got good rankings, so we're just going to skip them right off the bat not talk much about them. But we got to talk about the Lions for a little bit. Closest team to us, Steven, we'll call him the closest. If there's a team he bleeds, it's, we'll say the Hawaii Blue, right? Um, Sure, for the sake of the podcast. All right. Um, Come on, you know you're rooting for the Lions. Yeah, root for them because they suck. Well, um, they got your boy Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, um, I'm not going to say I like think it was the greatest pick of all time, but obviously he's a good player, but I don't know if I would have gone with him second overall. Maybe if you're, if you have a, if you have the second overall pick and you don't love who you're going to draft, I feel like the idea is to maybe then try and trade. And obviously they did trade to get Jamison Williams in the 12th pick, but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think the Josh Pascal pick was good, obviously later. And I think it was the fourth round. Um, <clears throat> that was a great pick. Um, but well, at least they got high rankings. Whatever, but, I mean, uh, where will we yeah, get to see I mean, the sports line? I think what somebody. makes or breaks them is this: will Aiden Hutchinson pan out, or will he just kind of just be? So yeah, I think Jared Goff's gonna love Jamison Williams. Um, again, I always forget the guy's name who's already there. Um, Saint Brown. Um, Saint Brown. Um, the problem always gonna be are the Lions gonna be able to run the ball a little bit. I don't know, but again, in that division, depending on what the Green Bay Packers do, the Lions, I think, probably are going to have a chance. And again, the Packers, um, they traded up to finally get a receiver in the second round, Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Obviously, probably a good pick in the sense that, granted, he plays in a stadium, a dome, but still probably used to that weather. Probably isn't on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field going to be able to, um, it ain't going to scare him necessarily, but I, I don't know I'm not I never played football but I still feel like wide receiver would be a tough position to kind of fill in for learning all the ropes of that offense and getting the you know the connection with the quarterback I think it's easier just to step up to the offensive or defensive line and take over so I think wide receiver is going to take a little bit of time and being such a young guy obviously the Packers need to win now they're yeah. not built to oh, win yeah. ten I mean, years Rodgers isn't going to have that much longer so so it'll be interesting to see if the Packers. Again, with that one pick, they had two picks in the first round. I think a ton of people thought they were going to trade up and get Garrett Wilson or somebody who probably, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I would have, I'd hate the Green Bay Packers, but to see Aaron Rodgers and a Garrett Wilson together would have probably been um, a pretty sensational um, a pretty sensational pick there. Um, you, when as you and I were texting a lot, I mean, we were just wondering, like, what's going on? And you had mentioned um, John Mechie's name from Alabama, he went to the Texans, and we don't really talk much of Texans on here, but I was reading on here and reading in a lot of places that people think he might have been the, one of the maybe the best wide receivers. So it'll be interesting to see um, how he pans out as time goes on. The Chiefs, well, the Chiefs again, defense, and I guess they're going for some offense. So they just picked up, we said John Ross from Clemson, uh, was a great wide receiver, got injured, kind of never Justin came Ross. back. Oh, Justin Ross, sorry. Um, kind of never came back, but now he's he's back and signed with the Chiefs and is going to have probably the best quarterback in the conference throwing at him, so you can't complain with that. They picked up Sky Moore, um, another wide receiver. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the Chiefs. 
it, this is either going to work out unbelievably in their favor or they're going to kind of bomb by getting rid of Tyree Kill. You know, they, they're bringing in a bunch of guys. We already talked about them bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, bringing in different guys, you know, like instead of having one, it's like quantity over quality. Well, I think I guess, it's huh? they're building more for the future where Tyree Kill, I'm not saying he didn't have a future. Obviously, he was still one of the best receivers in football, but when you can get rid of a guy that you've had for a while and and get a lot of assets for the future for it, I think that just potentially helps a lot. I don't, I'm not saying that they're going to be better this year because of it, but I think it's a, a decision that was made to get that upward trend maybe in two years from now or in three years and four years. Because obviously Mahomes is still pretty young. Yeah. So like you said, it's just going to, like I said, it's either going to be a genius move or they're going to be struggling this year, kind of trying to find the guy who's going to catch them and, and, and go from there. A team that we probably haven't talked about much about in the NFL in years, the New York Football Jets, had a, probably the best draft from what everyone's saying. Um, big pass rusher. They obviously got Garrett Wilson. Um, and you can't complain with getting Sauce Gardner, right? I mean, come on, they got the sauce. Yeah, they do. He was one of the best corners yes. in football last year, so... Mm-hmm. You even mentioned Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, a great running back for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So the Jets, you know, they played tough last year. Again, I can't remember. I know we were at B-dubs, and they beat somebody that one game where they were supposed to. Remember they were – God, who were they beating? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Top of my head. But the Jets might – the problem is the Jets play with the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Bills. So, yeah. again, um, I think they're putting the right pieces in place, and maybe it will all come together. But um, they played a tough division, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of fit in. But definitely I would say the Jets are on the up and up, which is, is a good thing. Um, the Eagles got A.J. Brown. Um, I hear a certain quarterback in Philadelphia made sure that happened, I guess, the, from what everyone was saying, you know. Why Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw something about him. Him and A.J. Brown were FaceTiming each other, so. Yeah, so they definitely wanted Um, to- And then they'll have uh, – the guy that won the Heisman last year from Alabama, Devontae Smith, that's his name. Yeah. Um, I have him and A.J. Brown. I mean, I still don't know if they're like an, a pretty offensive team, but I think they'll be a good team. That They'll be a team that I feel like fights, maybe not flashy, but... Uh, I was thinking that division with Washington, the Giants, and of course, you know who. Who? I they got a chance. No, I'm not saying it. I refuse to. C-O-W-B-O-Y-S. I don't think they'll be bad. I think they'll be pretty solid. I think it's a division that you play down to your level of competition. If you're a Cowboys fan, that's what you've been yeah. hoping for the last 10 years and uh, playing down to the competition you, that you're playing against. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think they'll be a solid team. I think they have a really good chance to win their division. And then we talked about the Steelers already a little bit, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody quite knows what's going on with Pittsburgh. We know they're going to be tough. We know they're in the toughest division probably. Well, okay, one of the tougher divisions, I guess, in football. I'm not quite sure where it's all going to kind of fall into place. I think until that quarterback situation plays out in, in, in the fall, I don't know if we really know what's going to happen to the Steelers. But they got Kenny Pickett. Again, pick kid. Maybe they can get everything going. The 49ers, a team that... I don't know what's going on with the 49ers. I mean... They're going to be a fall from grace. Yeah, I mean, what's what's happening with Debo Samuel? I mean, is he going to go? He's gone. That? Jimmy G is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hoping Trey Lance can pick up and 
be, and I'm not saying he can't be a good player, but I think losing Debo Samuel was your entire offense last year. So The question is, they're not going to trade Debo, they said. Well, then that makes it an awkward, <laughs> awkward locker room. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can mend fences. I guess I would do, if I was them, I would do everything I can to mend fences because I think losing him um, would, would hurt any offense, but especially that offense. Tom Brady, your boy Tom back. Again, the Buccaneers just kind of went defense, which I think, you know, most of us would assume they would, um, obviously with the defensive-minded coach. Um, we'll see. And, of course, they had to get some offensive tackles to help Tom Brady because him on his back, probably not a good sign. <laughs> you never want to see your prize uh, guy on your back. Their back definitely so. not. So, anyways, um, it was definitely uh, – I think you and I, when I put together the agenda for things we're going to talk about today, I mean, did the draft change anything for anybody? Probably not. Um, I don't think there's really anybody in this draft class that was literally going to just, like... And I think it's hard in football to to do that. <laughs> um, just because, it, you know, 11 offense and 11 defensive players, it's hard to... I feel like it's so much harder in football than it is basketball to have that dominance... Um, I feel like that, at least in college anyway, I feel like it's so much harder to have that dominance because it takes so many more players to be good. I agree. I mean, in basketball, I mean, you really only need maybe two really good players to have a real chance to win a national championship. Where football, I mean, it takes a lot more than two players. Um, and, And really, unless you're the quarterback, it's hard to really make an impact on every play. And even the quarterback, I mean, sometimes it can be hard because if you look at a quarterback that doesn't have a good offensive line, you can only go as far as your offensive line, so... Um, it's hard to be such a, that big of an impact. Like in basketball, I mean, you could just get the ball every single play, every single play down the court and be like a LeBron on the Cavaliers when they were terrible around him, um, and yet they still went to the finals, went to the Eastern Conference Championship Series. I mean, it's just like, I feel like football is so much harder to have that sustained dominance, and so for the, the teams and the organizations and the, and the college teams that have had sustained success, I mean, just props to them for being able to do what they're doing or have done. Yeah. So, I don't know. I got to believe things are going to quiet down a little bit. Um, and I guess we'll just have to we'll go into the actual offseason now. Yeah, we'll have to kind of live without the NFL for a little bit, most likely. But definitely um, a lot to look forward to. Um, football's king. And believe me, we can't wait to start talking about the NFL and college football. <laughs> In a few months. Yes, we can wait because we want to enjoy the summer, but we can't wait for the fall and that excitement. Now, speaking of that, the NIL still taking over. I think it was last week there was a Miami Hurricane basketball player who threatened to put his name in the transfer portal if he didn't get more NIL money. Reading some articles coming out this week about college coaches saying the very first thing they have conversation-wise with every player is basically – how much money am I going to get from the NIL? Um, each individual team now seems to have um, former players building up NIL funds so that they can um, begin to you know, pay the players. We already talked about on the show, obviously, Texas A&M with the fact that their salary cap is greater than for sure probably any NFL team. Like, Well, I just think it started to get out of hand because of the fact that I saw something today about how um, Xavier Worthy is a receiver at Texas who was committed to Michigan like a year and a half ago and then ended up going to Texas, um, was 
<clears throat> he was uh, apparently like given like six hundred thousand dollars to go to Texas or whatever, or something along those lines. I can't remember what the story was. I read it a little bit earlier, um, but it just I saw something about the BYU head coach, uh, football head coach, said something about how he said that on the NIL like amount the kids are getting paid. He said he's not against them getting paid and uh, and the amounts that they're getting paid. It's just that he wants, and I think he said he's kind of tried to say he spoke for all college coaches. It's not that we don't want them that money. It's just that we want to protect them from making bad choices because if you're 18 years old and you have half a million dollars given to you, and I'm not trying to say that every kid, you know, obviously didn't come from a situation where maybe they just never had money, but a lot of them have come from, you know, situations where they didn't ever have kind of just free money sitting around as a family where, you know, if you get half a million dollars, it's just that they want to protect those kids from making bad decisions or maybe family members kind of being a little selfish because they're making, uh, you know, they're building a successful career as opposed to what everything else has been going on in their family maybe or something like that. I mean, obviously, anyone that has a lot of money, there's people out there that are trying to get that money out of them. Um, so that's what they kind of said. So, I mean, I kind of agree with that. It's not that – the same here with me. It's not that I don't want to see them making that type of money. I mean, I'm a believer in a capitalist market, so – if you have that that demand for your product, you should be paid correctly. Um, you should be able to capitalize on your ability to, you know, captivate people. Um, but I also saw another thing about how the NCAA has messed this up because instead of getting along with the process of the NIL, they were trying to fight it for the last three years instead of trying to make rules to make this be a smoother process and not have issues with, you know, student athletes making a million dollars in college from the NIL deals. So I think there's a lot of different things that are going around. And obviously it's not perfect. Um, obviously there was going to be problems just because it was kind of quick, the process. Yeah. Um, and these kids were making a lot of money. And obviously, like I said, as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, I mean, even if I was at that age um, right now, if I'm tw- I'm 23 right now and if I, if, if I got, you know, a million-dollar contract for the year, I mean, it would – you know, it'd be a lot more money than what I have right now. So um, it's just different. Um, obviously, everyone grows up in a different family and, and different values and stuff like that. But a lot, half a million dollars or a million dollars for an 18-year-old kid, or even some of them are younger um, than that, making more than that. Um, it's just a lot, and you want to make sure you protect them. So I guess I understand it. And I understand the, 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 the brushback from what's happening. So it's just a lot to deal with and a lot of things that need to probably be changed and a lot of rules that need to be implemented that hopefully can protect these kids from making bad decisions and and hopefully i guess keep them i don't want to say keep them longer in college but i think it's somewhat of a good thing that's kept them in school um at least i shouldn't say kept them in school but it's it's been more of a instead of oh i'm just gonna go pro it's more of a you know maybe you think about it more at least in basketball because obviously football you gotta be there three years removed from high school at least basketball you only have to be there one year so players that maybe wouldn't have gone pro uh, or would have gone pro before, maybe wouldn't now, and are staying for another year to get better and get more experience and just get better, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it went so it went from something to nothing. Yeah, I, I just think they they no, no. from nothing to something. <laughs> yeah, um, and it just like holy moly! I mean, like really nothing to. Yeah, really I mean, it was something. literally like just a short period of time, and they were already announcing that that was going to happen. And obviously, when it happened, I didn't know how it was going to happen, so I guess I didn't really know how it was going to work. I thought it was going to be through the universities as they were going to get the money, and I was like, I don't know if I really like that, but 
I get now that it's just, I mean, it's like you're a free agent kind of, well, which I, guess, I do like that. And I, I think, think that's Ohio right. was the first state where I think the high school principals were voting this month to allow, I guess, I don't know if they're going to call it the NIL either, but allow high school athletes to be paid. Um, and they don't have to have any affiliation with high school. They can just get an affiliation with anything and get paid. I think Ohio's going to be the first state. So. Yeah, there aren't going to be too many. Um, kind of interesting. Kids, I don't think, from Ohio again too much. I, think I, don't more out west. I, I mean, I don't know. I just I find it odd that Ohio seems to be the first state that's going to go this route. Yeah, with they high won't school, legalize sports gambling. And Yeah, but we can't gamble. But we're going to pay a, maybe a 12-year-old to um, golf, you know, for Subway or something. Yeah. So eat fresh. Um, we could have had probably a BW3 one when we were confident stretch maybe but um i don't know just seems kind of odd you just wonder um what scares me the most is obviously i'd rather watch college football than anything else i just hope it doesn't get destroyed one day with this it just well yeah i think that's another thing that they've got they've got to figure something out and figure it out quickly because it's it's even becoming worse i think for coaches that are are saying that they kind of don't like the way football college football is trending I think Dabo was one of them that said at first was like he just doesn't like the the trajectory of the way college football is going, and then it's just also it's you're giving I think the players almost a little bit too much um, in their hand as to where they go to college, just because if you don't have your player happy, if your player's not happy, he's just going to transfer somewhere else where they're going to give him more money and he's going to get another opportunity and then of to course you make have his name. The transfer portal, yeah, transfer portal, which is just ridiculous. So I mean, just so much is going on. I mean, it's just. Holy smokes. It's funny, though. I was just reading a tweet as you're talking. It says, today is May 4th, which is exactly halfway between the title game of college football on January 10th and week zero kickoff games of August 27th. So we've made it halfway, folks. Yeah, because we're only about four months away from football. I we think are halfway now. there. So how cool is that? Um, yeah, four, week, four that months away. There. Um, that's pretty cool. Actually, but, less than four months away from week zero because week one is the first weekend of September, so... Actually, kind of funny as you're looking. I want to backtrack for a second. We were talking about the NFL games. They announced the Vikings and the Saints are playing in London. I mean, two teams that should be okay. The Giants and the Packers. Finally, you know, it seems like these games over there always are the worst two teams you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the Broncos and the Jaguars. Feel like the Jaguars live there in London. In Germany, the Seahawks and Bucks. And in Mexico City, the 49ers are playing the Cardinals, which looks like the most competitive game. Um, but anyway, just kind of interesting as you hear about those games. So, yeah, I just I thought maybe the NIL was something we should talk about because it just every time you turn around, there seems to be a bigger and bigger story coming out. And, again, you hit the nail on the head. you got 18-year-olds making um, more than some professional athletes, and how yeah, are they managing A lot of professional athletes because if you're making a million dollars, and I guess I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's for like a year or if it's – I don't know how the, yeah, the duration of it is, yeah. how it works, but I know a lot. some of them are making at least a million or two or three. Um, so, I mean, that's more than a lot of professional athletes. So, it's just, I mean, that's probably more than at least 50%, 60 70%. But, speaking of money, we get back on the golf scene talk, because we got the PGA just a couple weeks away. Um, Greg Norman came out with a lot of interesting detail on ESPN sometime in the past week where he talked about um, the fact that, I don't know, he said something like 25 of the top 100 players in the world were going to play in his league with Until Saudi Until Phil Arabia. made his comments or something Until like that. Until Phil made his comments. And 
still got paid, I think I read, $30 million already by the Saudi government. And if he doesn't play in every single one of the tournaments, I forget there's eight of them or something, he's got to pay back all $30 million, but that he was already given that money. Lee Westwood came out today and said that, um, you know, he's playing golf for the money. It's his job, and who wouldn't look at a job that's making, you know, giving more money, which, yeah, I mean, I guess that I understand. It just seems like, again, I, I, the thing is, this whole thing has boiled down to the fact that Saudi Arabia, I think, is doing it. Because, again, everyone, you know, well, Phil Mickelson said it himself, there's some bad mother effers. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, they kill people, they don't give women rights. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty um, interesting country. And um, that, that, in the end, is what the issue is. I mean, that, in the end, in... Um, the biggest problem so i mean it's just i don't think he quite understands um where the impact was and what people were were trying to get at so that's just one of those things that i don't know i it's going to be interesting to see what the pga tour is i mean are they going to ban these players or what i mean the first I think they in london the week before the u.s open I mean, if you want to go there and take your free money then go over there and take your free money but you're not welcome back um, at least not to the majors. I don't. I don't think they should be. I think there should be. Then you have to like do certain things to get back on the PGA Tour because I don't think the PGA Tour is in a place where they're going to lose um, anything major to these to this Saudi tournament, Saudi whatever. Yeah, I mean, and Tiger, he is not going anywhere. So no. he's the biggest name in golf, and it's not even close. So if he's not going anywhere, I wouldn't be too worried about golf. I don't know. I guess it just shows you that, um, I mean, I, again, we can't say the money talks. We get it. We just talked about the NIL. Now we're talking about this. But it's pretty amazing. Phil Mickelson took $30 million from them. and um, Guys that have made $50 million yeah, probably in their career. Really that much? I just, why, I, does it, why does an extra 30 really interest you? I mean, it's not like you're ever going to be hurting for money. So I agree. I just, as I read more and more of that, um, I'm looking to see if I can find the article real quick because I read it this morning. And, again, it's just really shocking um, that Mickelson decided that that's what he needed. I mean, again, I know people have said that it's not going to ruin his – I mean, the comments have been, you know, that it's not going to ruin his – shouldn't ruin his legacy and so on. But, again, I do think in some cases your choices do affect um, affect things. It's just as simple yeah. as that. I agree. I don't. I don't get any part of what he's, what he, is. I don't get any part of what any of them are doing. But obviously, they must have their reasons. But if I was a guy that had millions of dollars saved up and was never ever gonna have to worry about money, I'd, I'd be always in the United States of America because I think it's the greatest country in the world and offers you a lot of opportunities. And I mean, it's basically retirement from the age of. Yeah, he said 15 players of the top 50 in the world were signed up for the Rogue Tour, yet a large contingent backed out after Phil Mickelson's comments. Um, And here it says, you know, the Telegraph reported last week, Mickelson has already received $30 million from the group, uh, money that he would have to pay back if he doesn't play in all eight tournaments. $30 million. Phil Mickelson's that hard up for money that he has to go and get $30 million more. I mean, just 
I don't know. He's apparently going to come back to the PGA in a couple weeks, as is Tiger. But, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I think Phil Mickelson is has ruined his career. That's my personal opinion. And good luck. I hope he enjoys his $30 million for the rest of his life and passes it on to whoever he passes it on to, his two daughters, I guess. I guess that's all that matters. But Tiger Woods was in the news because he played. Did you see all the um, people complaining and bitching that Tiger Woods had the course, the the head pro out there giving him advice. Oh, my God. Mm. So I don't know if you, I know you don't go on Twitter that much, but I was reading it and people were complaining certain golf websites that, you know, how unfair it is for Tiger Woods to be getting. It's like, oh, come on, people. I mean, seriously. Um, but I guess that's just something people like to complain about. But Tiger Woods is going to play in the PGA. Um, of course, he won at. Should be nice and hot in Oklahoma. Should be worried about his leg then. Yeah. Nice and warm. He likes the warm weather. For his leg and back. He'll be sweating. Um, saw him. He actually, they posted a lot of actually shots of him practicing for the PGA. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's a moderately hilly golf course, not quite like Augusta National. I think he's probably in a little bit. I think every day he's got to be feeling a little bit better, getting in better shape. So again, um, the only thing that scares me about the PGA, and I don't, know much about southern hills i mean i've seen it a lot of times but i mean is it going to be a golf course that they set up for somebody to win 16 under because if it is i don't know if tiger can win Mm -hmm. but if it set it up someone to win seven under i think tiger woods can win so Mm -hmm. i guess it just depends on what kind of weather they have and how they set up the course but um it'll be fun to do a preview of the pga in a couple weeks but definitely exciting news that we get to see tiger again and um, we're even going to see the villain of golf phil mickelson that's who he is. He's become the villain of golf. It was Patrick Reed. It was Brooks Kepka. Then it, it was his birthday Patrick yesterday. Reed. Yeah, I saw that. Happy it's birthday, nice. Brooks. Um, and Happy now, bladed. And now Phil Mickelson has become, you know, a lot of sports have that 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 villain, yeah. and golf hasn't really had it. And who would ever have thought again one year ago when we were driving back from? I don't know if he's a villain. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's a villain. He's not a villain. I will never root for him again. I'm not saying people don't like him. I just don't think he's a villain. What is he then? I just think he's an idiot for what he's said and thought about doing, whether he's actually going to do it or not. I don't know, but I just don't get the idea. But, I mean, I don't think he's a villain, though, on the PJ Tour. But the golf doesn't really have a villain. Nobody likes him. I don't think he's a villain. He's a villain, folks. That's what I think. Tweet us out. Let us know if you think he's a villain. Yes. All right. And then finally, we do got to mention, of course, the NBA playoffs continue. Um, the Nets were sweeped. The Kyrie's the- out. KD's out. The two teams that were expected to win the, to win the NBA, I was almost going to say the National Championship, the NBA Finals, both fell on the Lakers and the Nets. The Lakers didn't make the playoffs. The Nets swept in the first round. It's like they didn't even make it anyways. Yeah, I, it's kind of interesting. The games have been exciting. Seen some, um, you know, I kind of wake up enough time to watch some of the highlights on SportsCenter. Um, can't stay up that late. I've, I think the, the two series right now, the Grizzlies and Warriors and Celtics and Bucks. I think those are the two interesting ones for me. I mean, I don't watch it, but, I mean, it's interesting, I think, for most NBA fans. Yeah, who doesn't want to see Seth Curry and John I don't really Ryan think the... So the Heat's, Heat and 76ers is that interesting? I don't think those are either teams that are going to really win an NBA championships championship. I think the Mavs are just kind of um, Luka Doncic. Doncic. 
Um, and then the Suns, I don't know what to say about the Suns. They were really good last year, really good this year. Still got beat by the Bucks last year, and I still don't, I don't know. I just don't think they'll win the NBA championship, even though they have won 64 games yeah, in the regular gonna, season. It's going to be interesting to see, but have been some good games. Um, yeah, it would be nice to have some. Where let Stevens, not, he's. Focus. Well, then you're, people on the podcast want to hear us talk about. Sports, I know. That's what ja we're talking Morant. about. Oh, yeah, I know. We're talking about Ja. Are you feeling Ja? So what's up with his dad, though? Do you see his dad getting all this publicity? Yeah, because he looked like Usher. Yeah. Yeah. And they said he's becoming as annoying as whatchamacallit's dad. LeVar? Yeah. Yeah. So Whatever. Um, a lot of yeah. annoying people in this world. Is he a villain? Oh, my gosh. He's a villain. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. He's not a villain. He's a villain. Stephen, people, please tell Stephen... He's a villain. But anyways. So, yep. So that's where we are. Um, next week, we'll have to preview the PGA Championship, get things ready for that. Used to be the season's final major. Now it's the second major. Kind of in the middle of no man's category. You it's just tough because we're ending this. P- we're ending. I mean, for me, at least. I mean, obviously, the ones I get the most excited about are the majors. So, I mean, you end your majors in july right i just i don't know kind of don't like that idea but um i did watch a lot of the british open last year and uh, i'll be why yeah well i yeah i just don't know if i like the idea of the british Open being the last one not sure i love that idea but it's whatever i guess it's the way golf goes i mean i do like obviously having one in africa i just saw the jeopardy because i said africa um I like having one in April, May, and June, July, but ending it so early. I, got I like the idea of going, if you want to go overseas and go to the, do the British Open, then the last one still has to be in America. I mean, America, 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 British Open. I just, I don't know. don't really love the idea of that, but I, I guess that's what golf does done. So, All right, now I want to bring, I'm going to mention a name to you, and you tell me why this person or something is important. Ready? Epicenter. What? Epicenter. What's that have to do with anything? What is this Saturday that's very important to a lot of people? What's this Saturday? The first Saturday in May. Down south. I don't know. What state south of Ohio? Oh, Kentucky Derby? The Kentucky Derby. Oh. You I could think, have given me better, <laughs> better clue than that. I think Epicenter's oh. going to win. Or what about Mo Denego? What about Stallion? What about this one? Tis the Bomb? Was there a Stallion? Yeah, you're looking at him. I tell you, that was a good one. But anyways, folks, you see that? I, I got him good. You know, that's how it works in the podcast industry so that's who my pick is epicenter or stallion no i thought you said tis the bomb oh yeah tis the bomb whatever yeah you think about yourself that much oh, okay yeah. <laughs> all right everyone so like i said we will definitely um we'll be back next week until then enjoy the kentucky derby